If you're experiencing pain in your ankles, knees, or lower back, if you've got shin splints or heel spurs, or if you have ongoing plantar fasciitis, you're probably running in the wrong shoes. So in this episode, we're going to discuss the different features and technologies that runners want in a running shoe and how to choose the best ones for you. And then we're going to put it all together and match specific shoes to the different combinations of all these factors. Your foot shape and gait cycle are also important for choosing the right shoe. And we go into great detail about those in our video on road shoes. You can find the link to that video in the description below. Now let's get right into it. Preference number one, the heel to toe drop. The drop or the offset is the difference between the amount of cushioning under your heel versus the amount of cushioning under your toes. Now, what does this matter? Well, the drop has everything to do with how your foot strikes the ground. A 10 to 12 millimeter drop, this means there's about half an inch more shoe under your heel than there is under your toes, which encourages your heel to hit the ground first. This much drop is typically associated with a more laid back, casual type of running. So if you'll be doing more leisurely runs where you're not necessarily concerned with race times, you might want to shoe with a higher drop. Six to eight millimeter drop, this is a mid-range drop, and it's not necessarily going to encourage your foot to land one way or another. If you plan on changing up your runs, sometimes fast, sometimes casual, or if you just don't prefer a drastic drop in either direction, then a mid-range drop is probably best for you. Zero to a four millimeter drop. Shoes with a lower drop like this encourage your foot to strike down on the forefoot or midfoot. This sort of drop is considered aggressive and typically associated with running faster. If you plan on faster runs, or if you prefer landing on your forefoot or midfoot, a more aggressive style of running, then a lower drop would probably be ideal for you. And just an FYI, a lower drop can take some getting used to, especially if you're used to running in shoes which usually have a higher drop. You'll notice your calf muscles and the ankle area doing a lot more work in a lower drop shoe. Just something to be aware of when choosing the best model. Now, the drop is often confused with stack height, which only refers to the amount of cushioning under the heel. For example, Hoka shoes are known for their thick cushioning and may have a 32 millimeter stack height, for example. But most, if not all of Hoka's models have a four millimeter drop, which is pretty low. So as you can see, a low drop does not translate to less cushioning. The drop simply influences which part of your foot will strike the ground first, the forefoot, midfoot, or the heel. Ultra running shoes, for example, are known for having a zero drop. So if you're looking for a more leisure running experience where you land on your heels, Ultra would not be the brand for you, no matter which model you choose. Moving on. Preference number two, how much cushioning do you want in a running shoe? There's plush cushioning. A very popular trend in the run game right now is the maximalist running shoe, uh, also referred to as heavily cushioned shoe. Just look at any pair of Hoka One One shoes whose claim to fame is their ridiculous level of cushioning and the first thing you'll notice is the tremendous stack height. A lot of runners describe these plush cushion shoes to running on marshmallows or sinking into pillows. This isn't necessarily better for your feet or joints, it's solely a preference. But if you're planning on running an ultra marathon or just prefer a ton of cushioning for your daily runs, you may like a shoe with plush cushioning. Then you've got medium cushioning. Some runners feel that ultra plush cushioning can hinder their run performance. They appreciate a soft landing, but don't necessarily love the feeling of the foot sinking into the shoe like a pillow or the extra weight that comes with extra cushioning. These runners prefer a medium cushioned run shoe. Most medium cushioned run shoes still have a surprising amount of cushioning, but without that squishy, sinky feel. 
So if you'd prefer riding a little higher on top of your cushioning, a medium cushion model might be best for you. There's also firm, responsive cushioning. Many runners prefer a firmer midsole, which at first might not sound like the most appealing feature, but the reason a lot of runners love them is that a firmer cushioning gives you a springboard effect. They're designed to absorb your impact and return that energy into your next step. You could think of it like a mini trampoline under your foot, though that's not literally what it feels like. Responsive running shoes actually give you an energy return as you don't have to exert as much effort to push off with each step. And for this reason, shoes with responsive cushioning can be a great shoe for really long runs. Then you've got minimalist cushioning. This is the closest you can get to the feeling of running barefoot. Shoes with sparse cushioning are meant to let you feel the ground under your feet. Many minimalist models still have enough cushioning to protect you from sharp objects hurting you, but ultimately they stay out of your way so you can feel every step. Many runners appreciate this natural feel. And an added benefit to less cushioning is that they're extremely light, which lets you run faster. If you're looking for speed, a shoe with minimal cushioning might be what you're looking for. First, let's look at the different types of runs and pick the best shoe model that's designed for that type of run. Casual running, 5Ks, ultra marathons, etc. Next, we'll narrow it down by factoring in your preferences, how much cushioning you want, and the heel to toe drop. And finally, we'll really zero in on the best shoe match for you by adding in your needs, like your arch type and your gait cycle. And we'll start with casual runs. Essentially, if you're not going super fast or really intense, but just looking to get some fresh air and a little exercise. For this type of run, one of the best shoes on the market is the wildly popular Saucony Peregrine. This shoe has a pretty aggressive drop at four millimeters, which makes it slightly better tuned for faster casual runs. But even if you're going for a laid back run, the Peregrine is still one of the best all around trail shoes. If you want a more heavily cushioned trail runner, then you'll probably want to look into the brand known for its luxurious cushioning. The Hoka Stinson ATR has an astounding 37 millimeter stack height under the heel. This means a ton of cushioning between you and the ground. Now let's factor in the heel to toe drop. The Saucony Peregrine and the Hoka Stinson both have a very low 4mm drop, meaning you'll be more inclined to land on your midfoot or forefoot. But if you're looking for a model that'll promote landing on your heel but still has a ton of cushioning, you'll want to take a look at the award-winning Solomon Sense Ride. This shoe has an 8mm drop and it's heavily cushioned to keep your feet happy all day no matter what you're doing. And finally, we need to factor in arch and pronation support. If you need a casual daily trail shoe that'll guide your feet to land safe and avoid injury, you'll want a model with pronation and arch support. The Brooks Cascadia GTX is a popular running shoe for overpronators for this very reason. It's an all-around amazing shoe with a little bit of everything you need, including stability. Next up are tempo trail runs. Anything from uphill sprints to multi-directional movement and probably at times some muddy conditions. For this type of run, you'll probably want a light, springy shoe like the Hoka Jaws. The Jaws has some seriously deep lugs that'll grip onto any surface, making sure you won't slip during the intense parts of your runs. Or you may prefer a heftier shoe with a bit more cushioning to protect you while sprinting over rocks and constantly changing terrain. For this, you'd probably appreciate the thick 32 millimeters of cushioning in the Brooks Catamount. This is a fan favorite tempo shoe. Now let's talk heel to toe drop. The Hoka Jaws has a 3mm drop and the Brooks Catamount has a 6mm drop.
but if you'd like just a bit more heel to toe offset, encouraging you to land more midfoot to heel, the Salomon Wild Cross would probably be the model you're looking for. It's a rough, rugged shoe with deep lugs and decent cushioning for a Salomon, and it has a mid level 8mm drop. Or, if you're looking for a tempo training shoe, but you also need a little arch support, then the Salcony Peregrine ST is likely your best bet. Not to be confused with the normal Saucony Peregrine, the ST, which stands for Sloppy Terrain, has 6.5mm lugs, making this great for muddy, mucky trail conditions. Now moving on to speed trail shoes, for running 5Ks, half marathons, marathons, or just doing speed drills. For this type of run, the Innovate X Talon G235 is amazing. It's light and the lugs are super durable, which means it can take quite a beating without the shoe showing any wear, a feature you definitely want in a trail shoe. Or if you're looking for a heavily cushioned speed shoe, you'd probably fall in love with the Hoka Speed Goat. This shoe rides really high and fluffy off the ground, as Hocus tend to do. Though, just know, because of all the cushioning, the Speed Goat is probably a tad on the heavy side for anything much longer than a marathon. Now, as for the heel-to-toe offset, Speed Shoes often come with an aggressive drop for speed. The Hoka Speed Goat is 4mm and the Innovate Talon is a little higher at 6mm. But if you're looking for a more moderate heel-to-toe offset, you should check out the Innovate Rocklite G275. It has an 8mm drop and it's pretty light for a trail shoe. Also, it has plenty of cushioning for longer runs, though probably not enough for an ultra marathon. And last, if you're going for a speed shoe that also has support for pronation and low arches, you want to check out the Saucony Guide TR. It's designed to counter mild pronation help with medium to low arches, has great cushioning, and it's still roughly the same weight as the Innovate Rocklite. The Saucony Guide TR checks a ton of boxes, which is why many runners agree, it's a pretty impressive shoe. And now we get to long distance trail shoes, 30, 50, or even 100 plus miles. If you're running just above marathon distance, the Merrill Long Sky is an elite trail shoe. Though, it can have a slightly firmer feel, so it would probably be best for the lower mileage ultramarathons. If you go too far above 30 miles, it may start to take a toll on your feet. Now, if you prefer a little more cushioning, as the long sky is on the firmer end of the spectrum, you might like a heavily cushioned long distance trail shoe. The Ultra Olympus is a premium cushion model built for longer runs. And unlike a lot of other ultra plush model shoes that flatten out over longer runs, the Olympus's cushioning stays plush the entire time. A great ultra marathon trail shoe. Now for the heel to toe offset. So while the Ultra Olympus has plenty of cushioning, its drop is zero millimeters, which is pretty aggressive. If you'd like a shoe that encourages landing more on your heels for a less intense run, you'll want a model with a higher drop. The New Balance Hierro is probably what you're looking for. It still has a great amount of cushioning, but with a much more laid back eight millimeter drop. This is a very popular trail shoe. And finally, if you're going to need a long distance shoe that has stability tech to help guide your feet and correct your gait, you'll want to check out the Asics GT2000. It's great for mild to severe pronation. It has a 10 millimeter drop and it has a really plush cushioning to last the duration of the longer runs. Seriously, if you're running ultra marathons and you need pronation support, you'll want to check out the GT2000.
And there you have it, the full breakdown of the best shoes for you based on your specific needs and preferences. You can find the links to all the products mentioned here in the description below. And if you're interested in running your first 5K or perhaps just improving your time in your next one, you can check out our free 5K training program. It's an eight week program with each day and week mapped out for you to gradually condition your body to be in peak 5K performance mode for race day. There's also a link for that in the description below. For more content like this, please remember to like and subscribe. And if you've got any other questions on this topic or if there's anything we forgot to mention, please let us know in the comments.